You're listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of September 3rd, 2022. Our local stories this week feature homelessness, the Wellman Library, and a virtual Spanish teacher. But first, the big picture. 535.5, you want to be 136,000, yes or no? Sold it right over here, $135,500 on him, and an all-time record! That's the voice recording of auctioneer Al Conover at the Iowa State Fair, after Riverside resident Avery Shala's grand champion steer set a record as the highest-priced animal ever sold in the fair's 130-year history. Shala said it felt great. It was really cool. It was pretty special, like, getting to break the record. We walk in the room with our animal, and, like, the auctioneer kind of, like, talks to us and gets us laughing and everything, and then they start the sale, and it was just kind of like, you get really nervous and everything, because you want them to bring a lot, and it was, just, it was really cool when you, like, when we broke the record and went over to the buyer and, like, thanked him and everything. The Shalas had already made waves before the auction by winning all three divisions of the steer show, a feat never before accomplished by one family. Avery said it took a lot of dedication to pull that off. You have to focus on just that one thing. You can't have like multiple things going on. You kind of like, I just had to really revolve my whole summer around it, working with the steer and like getting it to look how it needs to look. So like a typical day would be getting up at five. Before we put them in the cooler, we wash them and dry them. And that takes about like three hours. And then we come back up in the afternoon, like a little bit later, around noon, and then do it like wash them all again. And that takes like four hours because we usually have like six calves in the cooler between the two. And then we wait till it's really cool at night, so that's usually like 11, and then let them back out of the cooler. Yeah, exercise and feed them. Parker Shala, her youngest brother, was responsible for the Division One win. It was his first year showing at the State Fair. The State Fair is like bigger, more competition, harder, bigger classes, bigger everything. And it kind of puts a little more stress on you. And in the Washington State Fair, it's just a it's small a show. Fun, isn't it? Yeah. That's the big picture. Stay tuned for the local news right after the break. Todd Hahn Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Hahn's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house. It's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. Todd Hahn Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to ToddHahnConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N Construction.com. Organizers of a forum on homelessness in Washington last week said it was productive. Police Chief Jim Lester opened the two-hour event with a sense of optimism. You know, we recognize your frustrations. We recognize your concerns. My officers have some of the same frustrations when they're repeat, repeat calls you know, some of the same population. So we understand that. So we're here to learn about homelessness in Washington, as well as hear your your concerns, and hopefully we can all brainstorm together to come to some solutions that will benefit everybody. Main Street Washington Executive Director Sarah Grunewald said the group stayed on track. I think it was it was more positive than I was fearing because I was afraid that we were going to get a lot of people who were very, very angry. But it was very positive. It was solution-oriented. I think people had some real concerns. I think their concerns were addressed respectfully um, and 
validated what they're feeling because there are people that feel unsafe in our community and that's that is okay they they have every right to do that but i think that the discussion evolved in a positive manner um, and that allows us to move forward with this as a conversation darren brown the director of tribulation and trust ministries which oversees the lighthouse center said he blamed poor mental health systems for much of the area's homelessness so what we're seeing today in society is the long-term effect of that closure these people don't have the help that they normally once got and it's and it's snowballs it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse so what we run into at the lighthouse center is um we have a group of people there we have women and children and men and we have people that are trying to get their life and if we give our services and we open it up and allow these other people that aren't doing anything and that we allow them to come in and just be um, crazy then that destroys the work for the people that we are helping and it hurts because you don't want to do it it's you watch people go out and you want to help them but you can't the wellman schofield public library is planning a big expansion with blueprints recently approved by the city and fundraising underway library director aaron campbell said the plans would more than double the library's square footage currently our library is 2500 square feet and the update would be 5,890 square feet. Yeah, it's kind of startling to see the comparison of we don't have that much (laughs) space when you look at it. Campbell said the extra space was badly needed for shelving, programming, and staff. We can't really continue to grow at this point. Um, We've kind of reached full capacity where we are unless we want to take out all tables and um, chairs to be able to put more shelving in as well as we're trying really hard to be a community center here where we have all ages come. I mean, we do at this point. We have programs for all ages. Um, It's just hard to facilitate those things because of our size. It's hard to have that many people in here. For our Christmas party, I think we had almost 200 people in here, and it was really hard. It was fun, but it was chaos. And we've been running out of room for books, for programming for 10 years. Our programming numbers are up. We had... Um, uh, over 100 kids for the summer reading program. We have regular people who come in for events, anywhere from, you know, 10 to 15 people each week in a back corner where there's only three or four chairs. The library scrapped a $500,000 plan to do bigger renovations in 2018. Campbell said the price had gone up since then. But now if we were to do that same blueprint that they created then, it would be almost a million dollars. Yeah, so we had them redo that original plan to try and bring that number down and to save money, but also be able to provide all of the services that we wanted to give to our community. Washington High School has hired virtual Spanish teachers for this school year from a company called Elevate. While students still attend class in person, their teacher streams in from out of state. Superintendent Willie Stone said the approach made sense. This is the only option we have. Uh, it's the only option. We have other options, but this is the best option that provides the best learning environment for our students. So I would recommend we approve the Elevate contract for virtual high school, virtual high school Spanish. Spanish One teacher Maria Arteaga said she preferred the remote position to her in-person experience. And I found it to be very different than Zoom and actually way better than Zoom and even way better than being in the classroom, honestly. I think for me personally, it's, it goes back to the support. I feel like when I was working physically in the school, I was burnt out. Um, I had too much on my plate. Um, I had way too many things that I had to deal with that I was not able to, you know, um, 
really help my students the way I wanted to help them. There's still a staff member in room during class called the classroom coach. Spanish One classroom coach Aaron Smith said she was impressed with the program. When I first heard about it, I was really nervous. But when I met with um, Mrs. Bean Blossom and Mr. Kloffenstein, they kind of told me about the program, what the plans were for it, how involved they planned on being with our kids, how they wanted to get to know our kids better, and they explained it a little bit. And so that kind of took away the skepticism. I think it's going pretty well. They seem to be doing the same as they would within a classroom. They're getting all of their lessons. They're practicing. That's the local news. Stick around for the best news I've heard all week, right after this. This week's show is brought to you by Cafe Dodici. Stop by and enjoy a stylish dining room decorated with art from around the world, or have a meal on the European-style patio. Dodici's serves lunch and dinner Wednesday through Saturday, or you can come in for Sunday brunch. Dodici's offers new specials every week. The Value Meal features a three-part lunch special for just $12.12, and the Blue Plate is a three-course dinner special for just $21.12. You can double up your savings on Thursday nights with half-off bottles of wine. Treat your senses to a gourmet meal, complete with craft cocktails, fine wines, and richly decorated ambiance, all with a view of Washington's beautiful downtown. You don't need a plane ticket to save Italian food and award-winning cuisine. And now, the best news I've heard all week. On August 19, 66-year-old Dan Henderson retired from his job as an educational consultant. On August 22nd, he drove up to Cedar Falls for his first day of class in pursuit of a master's degree in public history. Henderson said it was never too late to learn. I have a lot of experiences and I know a lot of things, but all it's taught me is that there's a lot I don't know yet. <laughs> and, you know, I think the minute you reach a point where you feel like, oh, there's nothing else for me to learn here, uh, I think you're doomed. And uh, it's funny because so many people say, oh, I wish I had done that. It's like, well, okay, I think that's, that's justification enough for me, you know. Seniors need to not limit themselves. So I would just encourage, People, if they're ever thinking about it, they, they really ought to give it a try. And even if they're not going for a program, maybe it's just, hey, I want to take a few courses in art, you know, or literature or you know, history. Still, a lot has changed since the early 80s when he got his first master's degree in education. Online resources, is those are huge. First night, professor said, the syllabus is on online at Blackboard. I've never used Blackboard. So I simply had to say, Doctor, I, I've never used, where do I find that? I don't have to spend time to drive up there just to go to the library. That's what you used to have to do, not anymore. So I think in all in all, it's a positive change. I think the other thing that's really different is, you know, things like just registering for classes. You used to stand in line for hours to do that back in the old days. Now I just go online and log in and pick a class, and buy my books and all of that. It's just so much easier. Thanks for tuning in. Washington Weekly Review is property of the Southeast Iowa Union. Our music and sound effects are public domain. Our audio recordings are not. You can support the show with your own message during the ad break. Call 319-653-2191 to set that up. Otherwise, share it with someone you know. It helps us out a lot, and it doesn't cost a thing. That's all for now. This has been the Washington Weekly Review, and I have been Kalen McCain. Have a great Labor Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs>